This is Work From Home, the show that helps you stay connected, productive and sane while working remotely. I'm Harry. And I'm Alex. And today we're looking at an article on the World Economic Forum, which we'll link to in the show notes. And it's a collection of charts, six charts, um, that show what employers and employees really think about remote working. Now, the, the, I have to say, the design and the layout of these graphs leaves much to be desired, in my view, that kind of makes it kind of hard to read. So we'll try and decode the information for you. The first of these graphs kind of highlights a question around the benefits of remote working. And it's interesting to me what, what people are kind of prioritizing as the most sort of important parts of being able to work remotely. Um, what they note here is that 32% of people cited flexible sh- uh, having a flexible schedule, 26% enjoyed working from any location, although I don't know how relevant that is at the moment when you're not able to leave your house, uh, or at least supposedly. In the kitchen or the living room. Uh, That's true. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can work from the attic if you show choose, and I suppose that flexibility is a definite plus. No commute, which I I think is a huge one. Time with family gets an alarmingly low percentage of the vote, so people clearly don't care about their, their families. Top struggles of remote workers is the next one. And I think this kind of touches on a number of topics we've covered. So definitely go back through our back catalogue over the last couple of weeks because we've covered some of these topics and I think they're really, really important. The first one is is collaboration and communication being a struggle. One of the top ones here, 19% of people really struggle with loneliness, which is something we spent some time last week talking about. It was um, National Loneliness Awareness Week. Uh, and so there's a lot of content, not just on this podcast, but across the internet across the internet there was a lot of stuff about loneliness and i think that's really really important and really great to be talking about unplugging after work is just a really important part of kind of mental health and well-being being able to sort of switch off when you've been working all day and definitely alex and i have talked about that before it's something we're really kind of struggling with is is this sort of inability to to sort of turn off work basically because you are living in your workplace yeah absolutely I think it's significant that for those three, the collaboration and communication, loneliness, not unplugging after work, it's one in five people who are feeling those. There are other factors listed, but it's it's fewer people than that or a lower percentage. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll leave you to check that out if you um if you want to check out more on the link in the show notes. But um, yeah, those those three definitely stood out, and I think it's really interesting. Another interesting graph that's listed here is is uh, around the barriers to implementing w- remote work policy, and I think. This is a really interesting one. Again, for some of the sort of larger, more traditional business types, I think adapting to this change has, has been much more difficult. One of the the sort of three main obstacles it points out on this uh, graph, at least, is the idea of changing a company's long-standing non-flexible work culture. So again, you know, if we're talking about a more traditional employer um, that has been office located forever it can be hard to sort of institute some of these big changes. Again, if the company is huge, it's really hard to sort of change process in, in any kind of meaningful way. Whereas for a small team like us, you and I, Alex, and, and the rest of the team, we're, we're a full-time team of um, five of us. And so, uh, well, six now actually, it's really easy for us to make a change today that will be effective as of tomorrow. But for an organization of thousands of people, that's not so easy. It also cites kind of privacy as a as one of the obstacles and also just a, a lack of understanding about the benefits of flexible working. Again, if you come for these traditional companies, it, it just might not be, people aren't aware that there's even an option and how to sort of manage it, the technology that's involved in in doing so and, and all those kinds of issues. So what people should do that work in these kinds of companies is listen to this podcast, I think, um, and they'll be well equipped to kind of make the, make the switch. 
If we do say so ourselves. If we do say so ourselves. Top concerns of managers. I think, again, just looking at kind of some of the top three here, reduced team cohesiveness is 75% of managers are concerned about that. Reduced employee focus, um, which is an obvious concern. But again, we've talked about just even in the last episode, we talked about, you know, the fact that um, we're being judged now more on our output than anything else. So uh, I would encourage, you know, if you are a manager, I, I wouldn't worry so much about the employee, the, the focus of the teams that, that are working under you, but actually just worry about what, what the output is and optimize for that. Um, and the next one's the sort of the same. So reduced employee focus is one and reduced employee productivity is the same thing. I actually think most people from from the studies that we've read and from our own experience and from what people are telling us is actually people are more productive because I suppose the negative point is they're working more because they're working from home. So I think managers chill out. Don't worry about it. Worry, worry, worry more about your the well-being of your team, I think, is much, much more important, or at least that's my view. But if you're a manager and you're listening, let us know what you're worried about what you're thinking about what you're optimizing for and, and how you're managing it and communicating it with the team and if you're an employee you know what are you worried about what your manager thinks i'd, I'd really know, like to know kind of yeah how you're thinking about how your manager is perceiving you since working from home so the, the final graph that's listed here is around suggesting that flexibility and remote work is potentially the ultimate perk and and in this sense it means it's referring to kind of using remote work as a way to attract kind of top talent to your to your team and to your company. So yeah, seventy percent of respondents said that it's a remote work is a key factor for evaluating um, work opportunities, which I think is really really important. Um, and over fifty percent of people both said that it was more important to them than working for a prestigious company, and more important than having an increased holiday allowance. Uh, presumably because if you have the flexibility of where you work and you don't have to be tied to a commute and a specific workplace, it's, it's a, it helps for your, your general well-being, and you need less kind of downtime, less, less holiday. Yeah. It feels, it feels more sustainable as just a way of exactly. living from day to day. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, there's also a statement here and it says 73% of people agreed with it, which is, I would be comfortable accepting a job without meeting any of the team in person, only via remote video calls, which I think is really, really telling that that actually people are willing to to trust a new employer, to jump on board with a new job and a new opportunity, change direction in their career um, without physically meeting the people they're going to be working with, which I think is a huge, a huge statement and something that's um, just really interesting to think about. Yeah, and I think as remote work becomes a larger part of work in general talking to someone over a video call will actually be a good test for how good they would be to work with remotely insofar as that's actually the way in which you'd be communicating with them you know it's not not that you would be doing a video call and then immediately going into five days a week in the office absolutely so this was really interesting so I, I, we'd love to know what what you think whether you would be happy to to take on a new job opportunity without having met any of the people in person have you applied for a job since lockdown and and how's that gone um we'd love to know what what the the remote work job seeking environment is like right now um you can email us at wfh at lowerstreet.co if you enjoyed today's episode I would absolutely love it. We would love it. Alex would love it. Both of us would be over the moon if you would share this with one other person that you think would also enjoy it. It genuinely would really, really help us uh, reach more remote workers. And be sure to subscribe for new episodes every weekday. <laughs>